I'm Ann Croker, Writing Coach. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. If you're a regular, welcome back. Today, you've joined hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to the Ann Croker Writing Coach Podcast, and this is episode 264. To be more creative, write a letter to your reader. Dear writer, it's easy to freeze up when we're writing for the faceless masses or the random reader, a total stranger who happens upon our words. What do we say to all those people? How can we speak with heart to a random stranger? Next thing you know, we second-guess our ideas, our prose, our very selves. We fade to beige without saying what we really think, without being specific, without our signature wit and whimsy. What would that random person who doesn't even know me think if I crack a joke? So we lose our creativity, our passion, our joy. We freeze. We get all stuck. We're afraid to stand out, so we play it safe. We write dull, ordinary prose that could be penned by anyone at all, even ChatGPT. Well, one way to unlock creativity is to write a letter. A letter to your reader. And not just any nameless, faceless reader, but a specific person you actually know. Dear Anthony, dear Paula, dear Lissa, when you think of the kind of person you're trying to reach with your words... Does Lissa fit? Good. Now, write her a letter about a question or struggle that she herself has voiced. Weave in some ideas that can help. Encourage her with a vulnerable story. Add a little pizzazz that only you can include. After all, she knows you. She'll grin at your joke and get your illusion. And when you're done, you can send her the note if you want. Or you can cross out Lissa's name and replace it with the type of person you write for. Dear weary homeschool mom, dear new gardener, dear journaler. And if that feels awkward to publish, cross off the salutation altogether. Just cross it right off. No more dear Anthony, no more dear Paula, no more dear Lissa. I'll bet you can just find a great hook in your opening lines and the letter writing trick disarmed you enough to write fresh and real and personable. From the writer's perspective, writing a letter to your reader can remove that feeling of writing to the faceless masses and instead invite an easy tone and thoughts that convey empathy and intimacy. J. Willis Westlake, author of an 1800s book about letter writing, says in other writing productions, there is the restraint induced by the feeling that a thousand eyes are peering over the writer's shoulder and scrutinizing every word while letters are written when the mind is, as it were, in dressing gown and slippers, free, natural, active, perfectly at home, and with all the fountains of fancy, wit, and sentiment in full play. By tricking your mind into donning its dressing gown and slippers, you can achieve that free, natural, active, perfectly at home tone, style, and voice. Your readers will love reading your fancy, wit, and sentiment in full play. And it's not just our style, tone, and voice that letters unleash, it's also the content itself. Westlake also says, though written, as all genuine letters are, for the private eye of one or two familiar friends, and without any thought of their publication, they nevertheless often form the most interesting and imperishable of the author's productions. In other words, these letters 
contain our most interesting and imperishable ideas. So why not write them as letters first? This letter writing format is labeled epistolary writing, and the epistolary approach is used more widely in published work than you might be thinking. For example, advice columns like the classic Dear Abby and the more recent Dear Sugar dished out empathetic responses that addressed specific needs that were written in by readers. The writer would connect directly with the recipient who asked the initial question and with every reader who listened in. Then there are epistolary nonfiction books, which invite us to peruse a letter exchange. And as we do, we feel like we're listening in on an intimate conversation. Do you recognize these letter collections? 84 Charing Cross Road, Letters to a Young Poet, The Letters of Vincent Van Gogh. You may have read epistolary novels that rely on this format to create an intimate space between the characters and the readers. As the Smithsonian Postal Museum writes... Because letters are usually intended to be a closed communication, the readers are allowed to peer into the relationship created by the author. Here are a few you may or may not have heard of. Flowers for Algernon, The Color Purple, The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, The Screwtape Letters, and Gilead. When I was a college student, I wrote a letter to an author whose book gave me hope and instruction when I was struggling personally and creatively. I sent her a long, vulnerable, typewritten thank you letter explaining how her book gave me inspiration, vision, and tools to pursue my creative life. She wrote back. In fact, her response was an exuberant typewritten letter, even longer than mine. She included vulnerable details related to her own creative journey and urged me to move forward. We continued to exchange letters over the years, and each one she sent answered questions and gave me advice for writing and for living. We almost published these exchanges as a book in the epistolary format, maintaining that format of letters. Had we published them, the interesting and imperishable ideas from my mentor in the intimate form of our correspondence would have remained. Readers could have listened in, as it were, to our interactions. They would have received her insights for themselves, even though she typed them out first, just for me. So the letter writing structure can be an interesting experiment if your recipient is open to letting your notes and possibly their responses be shared with the wider public. So picture your reader, that specific person who comes to mind, the reader whose specific problem you understand. Open an email if you need to trick yourself even further and put that person's name in the recipient line. Relax. Write to her in a conversational tone. Say what you're truly thinking. Express empathy. Tell a story. Offer a couple of ideas. By shrugging off the self-conscious and constricting sense that you're writing to everyone and instead writing first to just one person, you'll feel free to be creative. Your writing style will produce more authentic and engaging content. Tweak or delete the salutation. Copy the text into a newsletter, social media post, substack, blog post, and then click publish. And I'll bet that genuine heartfelt note will sparkle with your true voice and resonate deeply with your readers. Sincerely yours, Anne. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by my everything page. You can learn all the ways to work with me, both free and paid, at my everything page, annecroker.com slash everything. 
And I'm Ann Croker, cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear, everywhere we may meet, at my website, here on this podcast, in your inbox, or even in person. I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. Thank you for being here.